The Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involves varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation. Know the difference. Now, the Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News. And good morning, Southwest Florida. Here we go. Annex Wealth Management Show on the air. 92.5 Fox News, Sunday, October 31st. Hopefully a big old basket of Halloween candy is sitting outside your front door and they're just... Take one. That's what it says. I'm Danny Clayton. Coming up in this half hour, the importance of choosing the right executor. Boy, make a mistake there. You want to avoid that. Also, going to talk about the Annex Executive Program. We're going to update you on some webinars that are coming up. Derek Felsky, our Chief Investment Officer. Good morning to you. Good morning, Danny. And Deanne Phillips, Director of Client Learning Development, CFP, and a CDFA. Good morning to you. Well, good morning, Danny. Hey, Derek. So, you know, here we are at Halloween, and the market certainly delivered more treats than tricks this month. Absolutely. I mean, those that, you know, play seasonals missed missed the boat on this one by a big margin. We were down 5% in September. The S&P rebounded up 7% uh, in October, one of the best Octobers in history on the back of really good corporate earnings. Yeah, we follow the money. You know, one of the indicators we look at is that greed and fear indicator, of course, and it just keeps heading up toward that greed zone. Yeah, I mean, that's and that's one of the reasons we use it, because as, as you know from the notes, a month ago it was at 28, which is an oversold reading. It is now at 71, an overbought reading. So those that actually acted on that and, and used their shopping list and picked up some stocks on a discount uh, were well rewarded. Yeah, so a lot happening with earnings seasons, too. Of course, before we even head into that, I, I have to laugh about Facebook's new name, because that certainly was a, a target of a lot of news. Yeah, Meta. <laughs> meta um, right, the Meta Universe or whatever it is. I mean, Zuckerberg has a different vision of the world than I do. I couldn't imagine wanting to do that, but let's see if it works. Uh, it worked for Google, right? Or did it? <laughs> well, that was Alphabet, so that's their yes, parent company. And then Facebook, it's their parent company is going to be called Meta. They're still going to be Facebook. So if you've learned to hate Facebook, uh, you can still hate Facebook, but Meta will be the big company. But there's right. no doubt that earnings are, are coming in strong. What's happening with that? Well, I mean, God, where do you start? I mean, yeah. Microsoft, as an example, is now the most valuable company in America, surpassing Apple, reported just a tremendous quarter. They continue to do well on, in the cloud. Uh, the subscription model is working. The stock is a little bit expensive, uh, but new all-time highs this week. Yeah, Apple had their first earnings miss for five years? They did, and I think it's kind of understandable. You okay. know, supply chain constraints supposedly caught the, cost them about $6 billion in the quarter. Uh, you'd assume that over time, those constraints will be uh, realized. The question really is, is this new iPhone really that big an uptick from the iPhone 12? My argument would be no, but Apple seems to believe that's not the case. That's really interesting. So let's talk about the GDP report for a moment. Uh, GDP was a little disappointing, up 2% after two consecutive quarters of 6% annualized. Um, again, you know, the U.S. economy is, is not suffering from a demand problem. It's a supply problem. Ultimately, though, you know, as the Fed is considering tapering and perhaps going to a more restrictive mode, uh, you have to worry about declining growth in the fate of Fed action like that. So, you know, as a wealth manager, I sit in front of people all day long. And one of the big things that clients bring to the table right now is, how ready are we for this correction that's overdue? And I have to remind everyone, you know, as we, you've said many times, corrections are healthy. That 10% is necessary. A market reset. 
Well, and, and we've, we really have had corrections. I mean, we did have about a 7% pullback in the S&P uh, from the high in uh, late August and into, into September. Uh, but it, it's been a rotational correction. We've had small caps correct more than 10%. We see the NASDAQ correct more than 10%. And the S&P has kind of masked that. And what you're seeing now is these big companies in the S&P 500 are simply outperforming the vast majority of stocks. So as an example, the NASDAQ 100, uh, the, the 10, 100 largest NASDAQ companies, is up 23% for the year. But an equally weighted version of that index is only up 16 So the bigger you are, the better you've done for the most part. For the most part. But let's talk about those small caps for a moment now, too, because we have, of course, the time we talk about seasonality. Uh, and also... Uh, the small caps correlation with that yield curve as well. Right. Typically, small caps perform better when the yield curve is steepening. Now, this week, the yield curve flattened and small caps did lag. I mean, it's not a one-on-one relationship, but it is pretty close. And seasonally, small caps tend to do better from November until March. So if I were to advise someone who was, you know, had some cash on hand, I would look in the small cap area first. Okay. All right. So, and then, of course, we've seen in the sector area, drilling down a little further, nice earnings from some of the energy stocks finally, right? Chevron reported the highest free cash flow on record. I mean, the energy stocks as a whole have done extremely well this year after a really terrible 2020. Uh, And they're not spending as much on CapEx, which is one of the problems we're seeing in the markets generally. All of these efforts to go green are causing you know, fossil fuels to become scarcer and more expensive, and that's fueling inflation. And it's going to take a long time until fossil fuels really aren't necessary. Derek Felsky, our chief investment officer at Annex Wealth Management. Dion Phillips also on the show with us today. She's director of client learning and development at CFP and a CDFA. If we can help, and I know we can, it's one team, one plan, one fee. One team means investment and retirement planning and tax planning and estate planning. It's all together for our clients. One plan, complete plan, built for our clients. Not one plan is the same. One fee, that's the most important part. We're a fee-only fiduciary. We're talking about zero commissions, complete fee transparency. Start at AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. We'll be back on the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. I'm Dave Spano, President and CEO of Annex Wealth Management. It may not feel like it, but 2021 is slipping away. You've seen headlines about inflation and potential tax changes. If you haven't reviewed your investment and retirement plan or considered the impact of new taxes, it's time. Go to AnnexWealth.com and click the Get Started button. Set up a time to talk, review, or revise your plan today. Know the difference. One team, one plan, one fee. Annex Wealth Management. Custom-tailored investment and retirement planning from a fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. Know the difference. This is a team segment. Should your brother-in-law, Bob, be your executor? Jill Martin, estate planning attorney at Annex, heads our estate planning team. She joins us to talk about this. Hey, Jill. Hey, Danny. How are you? Not bad. So estate planning, as you know, that's what you do. It's my favorite topic. It can be complex. It's got to be done correctly. Absolutely. I mean, I don't think anyone puts together an estate plan with the hope that it breaks up the family. That's usually an unintended consequence either of bad planning or bad communication. What we always want to do is try and avoid that with good planning. If you listen to our shows regularly, you'll hear the word fiduciary. A fiduciary is somebody who operates in the best interest of a client, or in the case of an estate, best interest of the estate and that person's wishes. One of the things that, as I meet with clients, we tend to all focus on, what do I want to have happen with my assets after I pass away? It's very rare that we focus on 
who is the appropriate person to manage all my stuff. It's often an underthought of part of the estate plan, and it can honestly be the most critical because if you end up with a person in there who doesn't follow your wishes and does what they want to do, guess what? The whole family's going to be upset. There are horror stories out there where some unscrupulous person gets themselves weaved into the family that suddenly takes over control and starts spending money, and nobody has nobody knows about it, and all of a sudden, then the money's gone. Right. Right. That's, right. that's a horror story, which we don't see as often, so I don't want to panic people, but it does happen. It happens. Let's go through the roles that we encounter in estate planning. We'll just do a brief explanation. The first is that POA, power of attorney. That's pretty simple. It's simple, but there's two different ones, right? So there's a financial power of attorney. So that's someone who's going to step in and manage your finances when you're no longer able to, physically or mentally, or you no longer want to. If you just get to a point where you have an age, you're at an age and you're like, I don't want to deal with paying my bills anymore. I want my son to do it. That's a power of attorney. It's important when you're picking those two people, if you have a family member who's an accountant or somebody that's really good with money, that's the person that you may be kind of leaning towards to deal with your finances. If you've got someone in the healthcare field, maybe that's a better person to deal with the medical side. So often I hear the waterfall effect, right? Well, we name the oldest, then the middle child, and then the youngest. And that's not really thinking about what are their skill sets and are they going to be capable. I did not know power of attorney, my financial power of attorney, ended when my dad passed. That does get a lot of people. And so what happens is you are delegated authority to act on behalf of the person who granted you that power of attorney, basically, right? So typical agency relationship, when that person dies... So does the power they granted. They can't transact after they've died, which means you as a power of attorney can't either. So what I was not was the next step, which is the personal representative or the executor, correct? Correct. And so depending on the state that you're in, it may be called an executor or a personal representative. And what that person is, is that's the person named in someone's will that is going to be tasked with settling their final affairs. And if there is no will, it's still going to be that same role, but it's going to be through a probate proceeding where the court appoints someone who's an interested party to be that person. But then you got to go to the court. you got to go through all that, right? You have to go through that regardless. So if you have a will or not, a will is going to get you into probate. That's one of the big misconceptions we see in estate planning. A will does not avoid probate. And then we have trustee. Right. So a lot of times a trustee is going to be someone who maybe acts parallel or has a similar function and responsibility as that executor to settle your final affairs. So they're going to be the ones that are tasked with figuring out what all your assets are, figuring out what to do with them, paying your final debts and expenses, and then distributing the assets according to the wishes in your estate plan. And that's the biggest piece, right? It's It's a big job. It is. It's a big job, but you want someone that's basically going to follow your estate plan and do exactly what you want to have happen and not go rogue and do whatever they want to do with it. And we're kind of bearing the lead, but maybe we don't want brother-in-law Bob in there, right? Right. And, and so that's why picking that person is so critical. And what people don't know a lot of times is, is it doesn't have to be a family member, right? Sometimes we default to family because that's easy, but other times there are independent trustees, attorneys, CPAs, corporate organizations, banks, financial institutions that will serve in that role. 
And that's one of the things, if you're trying to save the family harmony, you may want that independent person who is not going to be biased or subject to kind of pulling on the heartstrings by the woe was me family member. So you got the roles. Let's talk about the process. Does the good estate planning process need everybody in the room so there's a clear understanding? I mean, do you need spouses, children? Um, do you need everybody in? The first step is that they need to be pretty confident with where they're at in their estate plan. So the initial planning stages, that's just the client. So that's just husband and wife, mom doing whatever. That's up to them because it's their wishes that they want to have imp- impacted. So that's the first kind of step with the attorney. Once the documents are done and in place, then it's important to communicate it to the family members and say, this is what I did and why and why I named so-and-so instead of so-and-so to make sure that everyone understands what's going to happen and there's no hurt feelings or unexpected things that are going to arise. So it's not that movie scene where they're reading the will and people are surprised or not surprised? No, no. it's not. That can happen, but if there's good family communication, we can avoid that. But get out in front of it no matter what. Absolutely get out in front of it. The worst meeting I was ever in when I was serving in that executor role was where the family didn't see any of this coming. And all of a sudden, mom had a lot of wealth, decided she was going to leave 90% of it to charity, much to the chagrin of all three kids sitting at the table. They looked at that and said, wait a minute, mom was worth $10 million and you're telling me I'm going to get 500000 What happened? Mom didn't communicate. That's the end of it. So it was a surprise to those children. Get out in front of it. Jill Martin, estate planning attorney, Annex Wealth Management. That's what she does. That's what we do for you. Thank you for joining us. You're welcome. Website, AnnexWealth.com. Quick break. We'll be back. Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. It starts with a call. With one call, you can start seeing your future more clearly. If your financial picture is cloudy because you're getting conflicting tax, investment, and estate planning advice, help is a call or a click away. Annex Wealth Management's team works to get your investment plan in line with your tax plan and your estate plan. Build confidence with one team working to create one comprehensive plan as a fee-only fiduciary. Annex Wealth Management. One team, one plan, one fee. AnnexWealth.com. One team, one plan, one fee. Annex Wealth Management works in your best interest. Can your advisor say that? This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. Know the difference? Joining me is Brandon Lehman, a CFP and a wealth manager at Annex Wealth Management. Hey, Brandon. Hey, Danny. Uh, you work with a wide variety of clients, but some tend to be executives and business owners, and they can have specialized needs. So let's talk about four key discussion points and what our Annex Executive Program can do for these individuals. And the first off is stock options and the need for a strategy. Stock options are a fairly common component in high-level executive compensation. Is that right? That is correct. Yeah, A lot of individuals you encounter that work in the executive space are given the opportunity to buy stock through a stock option plan. And one of the things we've ran into a lot over our time working with these individuals is they never develop a true strategy for it. They tend to maybe wait till expiration and just kind of, okay, then we should exercise. And there's a lot more to it. So we like to sit down and maybe develop a strategy that's based on more than just what the stock is, but the volatility maybe of that firm. We look at their tax plan, but most importantly, we look at their financial plan. How does all of this impact them? 
in their future goals because sometimes it makes more sense to do it earlier than anticipated. Sometimes it does make more sense to do it right at the end. But every individual is different and every situation is different. So we really need to spend time getting to know that situation and do what's best for them because, again, everyone is completely different. Great stock option is lower than the actual price of the stock, right? That's the deal. So the goal is when they, they give you it, you want to have an increase in the value of that stock. So you know they give it to you at 10 and now it's up to 20. That's a great opportunity for you. Now there's tax implications and you can't get away from that, but we can work through that and we can plan for it. And that's the key is you have to have a plan. Annex Executive provides guidance for net unrealized appreciation. And this is important, you told me, because it could be a unique one-time planning opportunity. That sounds complex. Net unrealized appreciation, or NUA as we call it in the industry, is a great opportunity for an individual who owns a lot of their company stock inside a 401k. And people don't really think about that. It's not offered all the time, but at some firms, that is an opportunity. You can buy your firm stock inside your 401k. Now, what the IRS allows is you can move that outside of your 401k and take advantage of the tax situation there and move that to a bucket where you can realize it at long-term capital gains. And why is this important? Because when you retire, you hit that valley. All of a sudden, the income's down, the taxes are down, and we want to create a situation where we can start maybe doing Roth conversions, and this plays into it. The other key aspect of getting it out of the 401k and moving it into maybe a joint account is now at 72, you have reduced what you need to take out for RMDs or required minimum distributions. And again, that can be a pain point for a lot of individuals, depending on the size of that stock position. So, But it depends on the situation. That is key. Brandon Lehman is a CFP and a wealth manager at Annex Wealth Management, joining us to talk about our Annex Executive Program and how it can help business owners and executives. Let's talk about tax preparation. We're not talking just about getting the returns done on April 15th. This is year-round stuff. Yeah, when you think about taxes, you think about compliance, reactive planning. Sometimes individuals, especially small business owners, executives, doctors, high-income earners need to understand that the tax picture and planning is a year-round process. There's a lot of different components that come in, and that's why here at Annex and our tax team, we build out the individual tax plan all year long. We look at multiple things, not just last year's tax return, but we look at your pay stubs. We look at, again, when we talk about executives and compensation planning, we look at what type of income do you have this year from bonuses to those different types of situations, and we build that out. So all year long, you understand what next April potentially could look like. It's not going to be perfect, but it's going to give you a direction and give us the opportunity to plan and proactively plan around your unique tax situation. The Annex Executive Program can certainly help when there are questions about deferred comp, deferred compensation. Well, deferred compensation, it's a great benefit for individuals, but understanding how it can work is very important. You think about how deferred compensation is set up, and really nobody understands it, but what the company is doing is they are passing the risk on to you. That's why they can offer such a benefit. So we like to sit down with each individual and say, does this make sense for you now? Can you utilize it and you live in a place where there is no tax laws, but you decide to move to a place where there is future tax laws? You need to understand how that is going to impact your deferred compensation payouts in the future. Business executives, business owners, put the Annex executive team to work to handle your unique financial planning needs. Brandon heads the effort at Annex, ready to roll up his sleeves for you. Brandon Lehman, CFP and a wealth manager at Annex Wealth Management, part of our Annex executive program. Brandon, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Danny. Everything starts at our website, Annex Wealth 
AnnexWealth.com. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show, Sunday the 31st. Happy Halloween. We'll be back on 92.5 Fox News. Here's an understatement. The last 12 months have been a roller coaster, right? Because of the pandemic, most Americans have increased their focus on investment and retirement planning. But what if you haven't taken that all-important first step? Annex Wealth Management can help. We'll create a solid plan for you that includes investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning. It's time to take us up on that free portfolio review. AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. Know the difference with a fee-only fiduciary. That's Annex Wealth Management. Planning and investment insight from a fee-only fiduciary. And we put that in writing. You're listening to the Annex Wealth Management Show. We're back, Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News, Sunday, October 31st. Webinars on the way, and I'm going to say November, and that seems far away. It's not. It's a day away. Women and Wealth, Passion Assets. That's a webinar. happens on the 9th at 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Part of our investigating series, Moving in Retirement, happens on the 10th at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. All the details at AnnexWealth.com slash events. I'm Danny Clayton, Derek Falski, our Chief Investment Officer in the studio this morning, and Dean Phillips, Director of Client Learning Development, a CFP, and a CDFA at Annex. So, uh, Derek, you know, what's really been key in the news this last week is what's going on with legislation. And, of course, we've got this infrastructure bill that needs to get paid for. The House Ways and Means Committee is trying to come up with this bill bill. Uh, Already it's been chopped, looks like about in half, but what's interesting was there were at least five to a dozen key points that we thought would stick, and almost all of them are out now, so it's very different uh, of what came out so far. Well, again, it's it's an ongoing negotiation. We've talked on this show a lot about how we didn't think the $3.5 trillion was going to get through. They'd have to compromise, and they certainly did. And I think that's one of the reasons the stock market did well in October. We were talking initially about raising corporate income taxes from 21% to 28%, which had been near the highest in the world. Um, that's got winnowed down. It may be as low as 235 So again, Again, less of an impact on S&P earnings makes the stock market that much cheaper, in a, in a sense. The other thing about it is there are divisions within both parties, right? There's the conservative wing, there's the liberal wing of both parties, and the progressive in, have insisted on any number of measures that some find unpalatable. So essentially, it has to get winnowed down. Uh, the first infrastructure bill, the ones that's really for roads and bridges, right. uh, that's contingent on the other one. So it's, it's very complicated. We've been looking at it. All of our wealth managers have done analyses of you know what what a change in tax rates would do for our clients in terms of how that would affect financial plans and the rest uh, but again you don't want to react until it's passed you definitely can't react till it's passed and this has been ongoing for months and months and months now um you know however to that end there will have to be some sort of reform on the tax code. We know it sunsets in 2025, so it is likely that if things are not put into this bill, well, just wait. There could be Secure Act Two on the horizon, and also next year, it's likely before midterms that we might see some sort of proposals for tax reform from the 2018 bill. There, are, there absolutely will be. I mean, I guess you know, Washington is they're paid to do something. Generally, right. they don't do much. Um, <laughs> this week, they seem to do a lot, but got nowhere. So again, we'll see. I think it's a it's an it can have an effect on the markets and it can certainly have an effect on tactical sectors. For example, the higher the increase in the tax rate would have hurt healthcare and technology the most. Mm-hmm. The, no surprise, those were the two two sectors that led the market this week. Yeah, yeah, of course. So do you follow the money, right? So in in looping back to the direction of the U.S. economic growth, what are we seeing for the near term based on the numbers that we've seen? 
Well, we've seen consumer confidence rebound, although it is off its peak levels. We've seen peak GDP growth. We've seen peak earnings growth. We've probably seen peak margins as well as cost pressures filter in and wage increases continue. But generally speaking, as long as you're growing at a moderate pace, markets tend to hold up pretty well. What what really unravels a market is a Fed policy error. And right now, it's a, po- it's a small possibility the Fed could make a mistake, overreact to the type of inflation we're seeing, tightening too soon, because at, these, at this level of interest, rate. There's a lot of leverage in the system. People are very complacent. As you mentioned, the fear and greed index is above Mm -hmm. 70. So you want to be a little bit more cautious now between now and year, even though we know the seasonal pattern typically is strong. The market's starting to factor in a little bit more movement from the Fed than what they've indicated, too. Right. I mean, you saw the yield curve flattening, and I think that's because the market is concerned that the Fed may become less accommodative, which would then lead to slower growth down the road. Again, you don't trade or invest based on what you think the Fed's going to do. You you invest based on what they actually do. And the bond market typically tells the Fed what to do. Right. And just like we don't invest our politics. So to that end, you know, when clients come in front of the wealth managers here at Annex and they ask, you know, so what does our investment policy committee think? You know, what are we doing? We remind them that these are very methodical, tactical moves that the committee makes based on the macroeconomics, but the fundamentals of what's going on in the market. Well, the fundamentals ultimately drive it. But right. You know, the, the key variable is what's the valuation, right? It's what's the P.E. Are you, are you going to pay on those earnings? You could, we've seen markets where the P.E. was 10. We've seen markets where the P.E. was 30. That's a lot of wiggle room in the middle there with an earnings trajectory of about you know, GDP plus three. So there's a lot of volatility. That's why you don't want to invest headlines. You want to have a plan and you want to rebalance when things get out of line. Derek Felsky, our chief investment officer, Deanne Phillips, joining us today. Thanks to both of you. If we can help for investment, retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning, we do it as a fee-only fiduciary 24-7, seven days a week. That's what we do. We're a fee-only fiduciary. That means zero commissions. Our website, AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. Have a great one. We'll see you in a week. Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. The Annex Wealth Management Show is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation.